Welcome to The Individualist with David C. Bass discussing world United States politics, political theory, and individual liberty from an individualist perspective. So I know I could be chatting about the stuff that's going down in North Korea and stuff like that in regards to news, but I'm not. Uh, because everybody knows about that one. But I did want to get into a little article on NPR, which is chatting about Europe's recent uh, egg contamination scandal. So essentially what went down is that a pest control place in Belgium was giving away an insecticide that is actually, as it turns out, highly illegal and dangerous uh, over to a Dutch poultry farm uh, called Chickfriend. And now, because of that, um, there's a bunch of contaminated contaminated eggs that have been found in places like Sweden, in the UK, in Austria, in Ireland, Italy, Luxembourg, Poland, Romania, Slovakia, Slovenia, Denmark, even as far away as Hong Kong, this kind of stuff is being found. And now people aren't really able to trust the <laughs> the local grocery stores and stuff like that. And that really concerns me because another story that I heard um, in which they found out that essentially if uh, something were to go down, say the local government collapses or something or all power goes out across the eastern seaboard which is unlikely but if something locally happens to the point where um, the grocery stores are just giving away all their food essentially and they have to go out of business um, after about three days they're not gonna be able to produce anymore because people have become so highly dependent on the local grocery store essentially uh, and people aren't really able to live independently, when, especially when you're poor. And so I wanted to do an episode today on different ways that uh, I've looked up and intend to be using later, and some even now, um, onto how to live independently, even when you don't have a whole ton of money. And for the first thing, it seems like everybody gets really excited about living independently until you really got to get your hands dirty. And one of the things that you can really start doing with that is you can start doing apartment homesteading. I know that sounds crazy, because when you think of homesteading, you think of somebody who's living on so many acres of land um, with chickens and all these different things. And you can't do that kind of stuff in an apartment. But you can do some things. One of the things that you can do is, I was looking this up earlier, and I found out that you can get a large set of different herbs and such, which are really good for not just like putting on food and such, but also for herbal remedies so you don't have to go to the doctor as much, just stuff like parsley, basil, mint, oregano, some thyme, different stuff like that. You can get a whole pack of these different kinds of herbs that are actually good for you and good for different stuff around the house for like less than 20 bucks at Walmart. It's easy. It's simple um, to buy at least, and it's very cheap. For example, I've heard of a person who was living on like a little bit more than 180 bucks uh, and started doing some DIY planting kind of stuff and found out later that she was saving like more than $2,500 a year. And you can, <laughs> now that you have that extra money, you can use so much for that kind of stuff. Uh, you can plant tomatoes. You can also plant potatoes in a pot. You can plant these kind of things in just stuff like mason jars and coffee tins. Um, a really good place to start looking for that kind of stuff is just homesteading.com. They have a lot of good stuff on that. Um, for apartment homesteading, there's a thing called survivalathome.com. Uh, just a lot of great sites to help you get started on that kind of stuff. Survivalathome.com actually has its own section on apartment homesteading, so that's really fun. Another thing you can start doing that's related to this, and this will take some time, um, but this one requires nothing more than Google or some other search engine, learning how to do your own cooking. 
And to older people, this sounds just kind of like, duh, that's obvious. But to young people, a lot of us don't really know how to do all these different kind of adulting stuff. And we have to learn. Uh, we should be learning because going out to eat or going to like different fast food stuff, it, it seems like it's the easier thing in the beginning. But over time, spending that kind of money, it's just something that you can't do as a long-term thing and maintain a very healthy lifestyle when you're on a budget. You just can't. At college, I started learning to do stuff like that. I learned how to make chili at college, which was a very exciting thing for me because <laughs> I love chili. Uh, but just different things that you can make with cheap and easy stuff um, and even stuff you can make with the plants uh, in reference earlier um, that you do in your apartment homesteading. Fantastic. If you can learn how to make legit, like healthy stuff with that, amazing. That's a really good start to living independently. Yes. Speaking of which, third thing, just go straight up DIY, do it yourself. Start looking up different blogs. Um, start looking up different YouTube channels. Like Love Mag is really good. Um, she has a whole thing on how she made her own laundry detergent for 30 bucks. And it's an entire year's worth of laundry detergent. It's crazy. Things you can learn. You can learn how to make um, there are these things that are like wool uh, laundry balls that you can put in there and um, you don't have to use dryer sheets. Not that I really use dryer sheets very often when I was in college, but you get the idea. Um, there are all kinds of these different things like homemade soaps and homemade shampoo. Um, start looking up for different stuff that is cheap to make and lasts a good long time. DIYnatural.com has a lot of good stuff on this kind of thing. It's fantastic. Look it up because... The more that you're able to do yourself, the more that you're able to make for other people. And maybe you can even make a second income off this kind of stuff if you learn how to do it properly and learn how to do it cheaply. And yes, I realize that a lot of this that I'm saying right now is just a matter of, hey, here's what you can do. Here's a link that explains it a little bit more rather than me giving exact instructions. But I think that's what a lot of people just need. They need to know that, hey, I don't have to be trapped um, in the situation that I am in right now and the lifestyle that I am in right now, um, I can learn to do things independently. I can learn uh, to do things myself and uh, not be stuck uh, buying stuff from Walmart and living off welfare. You can save more based off of this stuff than they're giving in food stamps. You want to become independent? You want to become free? It starts at your home. It starts right here. And yes, I myself have a lot of these to implement. Um, I'm still, honestly, at my parents' place because um, I don't have an apartment of my own yet. I'm still working to save the money to do so. Um, I'm still working myself. Um, but I'm beginning some of these things. And that's where it starts. It starts with uh, beginning to do more things yourself, beginning to have more uh, money with which to do things. Because the more that you do yourself, the more money that you have if you're doing it correctly, if you're doing it cheaply. Uh, the more that you do yourself, the more money that you have, the more money you have, the more purchasing power, and the more that you're able to do. Freedom, independence, that stuff doesn't start at political rallies, although sometimes it's very helpful. If you learn to take control of your personal life, your home, your finances, your money, that's how you become independent. That is how you become free. Or at least start to be. 
With that being said, this has been The Individualist with David C. Bast. Tune in next week on Saturday at 3 p.m. once again, and we are going to be discussing a little issue, a debate that has been coming up in libertarian circles as of recently between left and right libertarians. Is rent theft? I think this is an interesting question, and I do not step back shyly from these kind of debates. I always consider it to be my debate, so of course I'm going to be getting involved, and you get to hear my thoughts on this. Thanks for listening, and see you next week.